Welcome to a very special edition of Laser Discourse. <laughs> laser Discourse. Your one-stop shop for all things Laser Disc movie, right? Mm-hmm. One stop. So. Uh, finally, I don't have to go to all these separate Laser Disc stops exactly. to get everything I need about Laser Discs. I found it right here on Laser Discourse. Such a hassle to have to go from spot to spot. To get your fill of laser discs, we've got it all here. I might be talking like that because uh, I, I'm holding a catalog that we're going to get into. But uh, I'm, I'm Charlie. <laughs> I'm Nick. We are here back with Laser Discourse, talking about another classic piece of cinema. Almost, almost a cult classic. Almost, maybe. You know, such a cult classic that is not even a really? cult classic. Wow. Like it's beyond cult classic. It's in that too big to be cult classic. It's kind, kind of, of a forgotten cult classic. Okay. If oh I were yeah, to, I like that. I, yeah. I think it, I think it's a movie that had a bit of an impact at the time, but has kind of largely been forgotten. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. That's right, folks. We are talking about the 1990 Warren Beatty comic strip. Comic strip. And yeah. really, uh, you know, right off the bat, I'm just going to say it reminded me of like a PG version of Sin City in so many ways. Absolutely. Yes. This is a. a Classic comic book, classic comic strip uh, character, Dick Tracy. Like from newspapers, right? Yeah, yeah, from newspapers where they would have a serial that would, uh, and you know, three panels, and uh, the story yeah. would run for years like at a time. Like three graphic novel kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, we're talking, uh, this character would have been around in the 20s. Oh, yeah. In the 30s, uh, things like that. Was this a real comic strip? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is an actual character. This, okay. This Richard so Tracy. So he, like, bought the rights and... Decided yes. to make a movie. Out From of what it. I heard, Warren Beatty was a huge fan. Uh, huh. Warren Warren Beatty's a, a actor, director, big Hollywood uh, icon. If you don't know who, and that he is. was the title character and director in this film. And he, yeah, he took on the role of Richard Tracy, <laughs> Dick to his friends, of course. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's a. Uh, this is a movie I have on Laserdisc. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and maybe you know, maybe I rented it. We I feel like we rented it on VHS when I was a kid, but mm. I haven't seen this movie in twenty years. It, yeah, it had been a long time for 25 me. Twenty five, maybe. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching Dick Tracy. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I really appreciated what they were trying to do with the colorful uh, production. Uh, it, it, they really tried to make it look like a comic book. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a comic strip. Yeah. You know, they tried to make it look like an animated uh, work come to life. And uh, it's kind of corny at times. It mean, is. It's very corny it at is. times. It's, that's the point, though. <laughs> I think it's so over the top and exaggerated, like bold, yeah. solid colors everywhere. Like mm-hmm. every character had their own color suit that they wore over the same color vest. It was like with the shoes and the hat, yes. all the same exact color. A technicolor Very bold nightmare, yeah. backgrounds too, like a whole wall that's green of like mm-hmm. bricks. Like why would that exist? Big you know? splashes of color, big big characters. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino is a big boy Caprice, the main bad guy in this one. And he is so good. Over the top, classic over the top Yelling Pacino. Yelling at everything, pounding the table. Just at an 11 all but, the way. Doesn't even a, start at a you know at a 5 not, and go he's, up. He's Starts kind of a 11. goof. He's kind of a, a, a bit of a doofus in a way. A, a big bit, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a big doofus. Everybody is kind of a big doofus. There's nothing really taken too seriously in the movie, even mm-hmm. though it is mobsters, and it's it's a classic 
big city crime syndicate yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's it's definitely played. Well, well, but the, I think the way you said it uh, just before we started recording, um, too big for kids, too kitty for big people. You yeah. Know, like it's, it's, how did you put it? It's, it uh, uh, it's too grown up for children, but it's too childlike for grown ups. Yeah. They have people gunning each other down with, 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 Tommy, with guns. Your Tommy guns. And Dick Tracy is invincible and he just turns and shoots one guy and he turns <laughs> and shoots the other. And like six people are shooting at him and nobody puts a scratch on him. His yellow overcoat and hat combo mm-hmm. is never not bright yellow it's in perfect condition oh yeah always doesn't even get a scuff mark on it it's crazy yeah if you know anything about dick tracy it's the signature yellow fedora and giant coat and mm-hmm. uh the in the radio wristwatch oh the dick Tra- i wanted one of those when that I was a he kid, wears actually. and that uh he gets his assignments through the wristwatch i really wish i had one and now it, we can just have apple watches it's basically it was the yeah pre-apple watch 1990 apple watch. yeah you know um should have patented the, that yeah, it's a it's a classic film. We'll get into more of the film, but I want to kind of talk about the disc itself because I feel like the last episode we didn't really get into the actual laser disc. Uh, this is a uh, stereo laser video disc with your digital sound, and uh, I think I got one of the early releases because Nick, I haven't opened this up. This is the first time it's I've looked in new. this was laser it disc. in the cellophane. It was not shrink wrapped, okay. but I'm going to tell you the disc itself. I don't think it's been touched. It had, had zero that smell, zero mark. It, it had a kind of a stickiness on the edge Ooh, that kind of gives yeah. you that factory. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. like it hasn't even been handled. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, and the quality and the sound I thought was all real good. It was the it was sound all was real good. good. Yeah, uh, but the big thing that came in here that surprised me was uh, this issue. I guess you want to call it an issue. They they call it an issue. It's a four page magazine it's question a, mark. It's a magazine. Uh, image updates: the latest in laser discs. Oh. Uh, from December 1990. Oh, who's on the cover? Uh, Dick Tracy. Wow. <laughs> this My movie gosh. is the featured film. What a coincidence. Um, yeah, so for some reason, this is in the movie I already bought. But this is issue one, December 1990. Image updates from Image Entertainment. That's who distributed the, the disc here. Naturally. Image Entertainment. And, you know, I'm I, I, not sure how much I should read. But basically, there's a whole page of commentary about why Laserdisc is the most exciting format in home video and audio. Oh, I, I would love to know well, why is Laserdisc the most exciting format in home video today? As of December 1990, I'm going to tell you, you know, if, if you're one of the many consumers who already owns a Laserdisc player, then I don't need to tell you. I love this as a first person, by the yeah. way. This is written by David Del Grosso, Vice President of Marketing at Image Entertainment. So well, he's, he would he's know. a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to tell you why Laserdisc is the most exciting format in home video and audio. Not only does Laserdisc offer the highest picture resolution available, as much as 60% sharper than VHS, but it also offers the same full fidelity di- digital stereo sound that you hear on your compact disc player. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So we, we're talking a, a home movie with compact disc quality sound which was digital stereo sound my friend yeah and up to 40 times 60 percent sharper than a vhs oh i'm sorry 60 percent sharper than a vhs tape that's almost twice as good it's a lot better than a vhs tape Uh, that's incredible now is the time to get one by the way december 1990 was the time to get it really was uh, actually they weren't wrong about that for some reason it's it says laserdisc player prices have dropped dramatically in recent months Mm. i don't know what maybe the patent expired yeah it doesn't actually give you like a cost 
Um, but uh, how much are the discs though? Because there's a catalog. Oh, we'll get into the discs, oh, my friend. Uh, most of this is basically a catalog. Um, <laughs> it's a six-page catalog. <laughs> several new manufacturers are introducing their models into the market. Best of all is the new combi combi player. C O M B I in in quotations. Combi, combi player. Combi player. A single component that can play both laser discs and compact discs at an what? amazingly affordable price. That, what? That's definitely one I can do on one of these machines here. I don't know if I can do it Mind on the one blown. we just bought, but yeah, you, you listen to a CD, you watch a movie. On the same device? On the same, in the same little tray. You'll, you'll notice they have the little mini tray that you can slab the uh, I tell you slap what, the CD I can't on. afford not to have a LaserDisc you player. Got, you got that right, my friend. Uh, <laughs> another reason to buy a LaserDisc player now is the ever-growing availability of software. There are over 4,000 titles already on the market. So whatever your interest, film, music, the fine arts, there are more than enough programs to satisfy even the most avid collector. And LaserDiscs, particularly new release feature films, are often less expensive than inferior video cassettes. Or I hate those inferior video I cassettes. I think that's all in untrue. True. Unbelievable. Those are, those are While first true. run films often debut on tape at $90 or more. Oh, that's Can right. We that's fact why check we this? rented. That's why we had to rent all the tapes. Remember yeah. they had ones that you could rent and not buy VHS right away. VHS tapes were 90 bucks. Because if you could get them cuz they would sell that's them crazy. to the the rental store. Maybe in 1990, you know? I guess. Yeah. Uh, their LaserDisc counterparts are usually available in the affordable 25 to $50 range. Um you know, there's more I could read. Uh, I might just actually take this to my works uh, scanner just a, yeah. and just scan just take this a picture stuff. of it. Because there's a top 10 of the holiday favorites. Yeah. And it should be noted that Die Hard is number two on the top 10 holiday this favorites. This is their data. This is what they're telling us. This is 1990 Gremlins data. is also on that top 10 holiday So they've favorites. always been holiday movies. Um, and we then, can put that to bed right now. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's number two. Second only do It's a Wonderful Life. And third, uh, third on here is the Bells of St. Mary's, which I've definitely never heard of. No. I don't know what that is at no. all. Uh, the disc pick of this issue. <laughs> the disc pick of Image Updates issue number one is Dick Tracy. So would that make it a It's dick a disc pick. pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's make sure we know You know how much disc. I love a good dick pick. You That's love... why I love the cover hey, of this Dick Tracy and film. And I'm telling you, I love a Dick Tracy dick disc pick. <laughs> The Dick Tracy disc pick. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's a DTDP. Uh, there's a whole appreciation, which I don't even know if I really want to go into. But, don't bother. Um, it's, I'm gonna we're going to appreciate it right now. I'm going to tell you, we are we will appreciate it. But if, if you wanted the extended play version, that's $40. The special standard play, CAV, that's, that's $50. Because I think that's uh, more discs. It's extra. The extended play is going to give you uh, more stuff on the less disc. But anyways, there's tons of movies in this catalog. This is a cool thing. I'm, I'm definitely going to scan this. Um, but yeah, most of these movies are 30 to $50 when you want to buy them in 1990. I think I got Dick Tracy for about a buck fifty. Uh, Easy. At, Easy at a, at a money. Mevo, prob- probably. But yes. Great movie. Uh, it's got a score by Danny Elfman that we need to talk oh, about. Man. Okay, so it opens up, and I thought we were watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because it was, it had that same exact feel, and within like five seconds, I was like, "Is this Danny Elfman?" Yeah, boom, it was. You and na- you called it. Didn't and the know. songs, there are several songs in this yes. by Stephen Sondheim, which I did not realize. Yeah, you musical theater nerds will love that. It, so this movie is so weird in that <laughs> um, 
Okay, if I just told you, if I here's the pitch, right? And you tell me if today, uh, <laughs> all right, movie executive sitting. today. All right. what well, welcome to the meeting. I, uh, right. There's some water here for That's you, Nick. Uh, tell us what you got. What so, do you got for us today? All right. First of all, I want you to know Warren Beatty is already on board with this. Before we even start talking about what it is, I'm going to tell you it's so good. Warren Beatty is 100. percent I'm a, all right. I'm a Beatty he believer. Is, all right, you've he got is it. in it for writing and directing. Okay, okay? and starring. He's he's in. It's why is his why is Warren not here today to pitch this? Warren uh, is <laughs> who well, is this? He, who are you? <laughs> he's having lunch with its co-star. Get this, Madonna. All right, Ooh. who's on the top of the charts right now? Madonna. Ooh, you want you want the kids? My kids love Madonna, her. Yeah, yeah, right. Everyone loves Madonna. Right. Okay. In 1990. So we got we Beatty. In. We got Madonna. Here it is. We're a mobster movie set in a comic strip in 1920s newspapers. What do you say? I say I'm hearing elements of Batman, which was a huge hit in 1989. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm hearing elements of uh, Martin Scorsese, which I'm loving in 1990. Mobsters. Maybe with Goodfellas having come out yet. Yeah, a lot of... So this is... Uh, I'm loving uh, Warren Beatty, who hadn't made a movie in nine years <laughs> at this point, I think. <laughs> and we're we're trying, and we think he's going to say yes. The lead, the the lead, uh, the bad guy is going to be Al Pacino. Albert Pacino, the villain. Oh, he's great as a villain. He is a great he's, villain. He's been a mobster before mm -hmm. in movies, so it has it has precedence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. And the kids love Al Pacino after Scarface. The kids <laughs> love him. <laughs> This probably would have been right when he won the award for uh, where he's the blind guy. What is Son of a Woman? Ooh -ah. Ooh -ah. See, that's where I was thinking. Like that's where Crazy Pacino yeah. started. But no, you're right. It started way back with Scarface. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But this is peak crazy yelling at everything Al Pacino, which I think we brought up. Well, who else is in this movie? You're pitching it. I mean, okay, so there's we got to be more than just this. We got a I need more fantastic Dustin Hoffman doing a character actor of mumbles. Ooh. Every mobster has his own trait, his own color, his own <laughs> identifiable persona without even hearing him. But mumbles, mumbles. Okay, mumbles, mumbles. I'm, I'm, and and I'm Dustin Hoffman that. is just, it, it, he captures that Rain Man essence. Oh, yeah. He's fresh off a of Rain He's Man at really this point. He's, He's really got it. He's really got it working. Oh, there's a lot of hot actors uh -huh. in this one. Okay, A lot okay. of hot actors. Okay. We got we got this lovable, adorable little kid <laughs> whose name is, in fact, Kid. Oh, I love Kid. How can you not? He saves the day he's so many a, times. He's a tiny little guy, but he's he's got spunk. He sure he's got does. attitude, and he eats a lot. They make sure to let you know in several montages mm -hmm. <laughs> that this kid eats a lot of food, and he's we always <laughs> hungry. <laughs> That's a huge part of the first half of this movie. It is. Is that basically... Uh, They're driving him around looking for food. This kid steals a watch. Dick Tracy tries to chase him down. He ends up befriending the kid uh, after the uh, kid's old man, you know, the kid's old man kind of gets rough with him. Dick Tracy saves the kid. And then the kid spends 20 minutes of this movie eating. That's the whole, ne that's the next 20 minutes is they're looking for food <laughs> for this kid. It's ridiculous. Um, what, the plot of this movie is kind of back and forth because there is, it, you're kind of just dropped into the middle of this mob war. It's yeah. already happening. Yeah. Big boy, uh, Al Pacino's trying to take over everybody. Uh, he's got a great scene at the big table with all the mobsters. Okay, so can right? we, my favorite is, is, uh, Little face, yes. Little face is a great. Okay, so because the, it's it, the, it's just it looks like a giant head with a tiny face, which is <laughs> I'm sure what they had to do to to actually make this work. But 
the guy's supposed to just have a tiny face on a regular sized head, but it's completely, right. it's like a balloon. It's like completely circular, <laughs> you know, inflated balloon kind of situation. It is so over the top. Prune yeah. face is my other favorite. Prune, Prune face. face was great. Uh, every, yeah, every mobster for some who reason. Was, who was your favorite villain in this? Uh, I love Flat Top. Flat Top. Dude, I named my chinchilla Flat Top. <laughs> I love Flat Top. <laughs> He is kind of the psychotic one of this group. He's he's got a real fl- his his head has a flat top. It's like a shelf. He looks like a hammer or something. You yeah, know? it looks like a hammerhead shark. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it's played by this character actor William Forsyth, who I love, and he's always great at being kind of psycho. And you know, all these all these gangsters are just have these disfiguring qualities that is yeah supposed to be funny. The prune face is a prune face. You know, uh, you had brows was a big guy with the big eyebrows. Yep, you had yeah. uh, this guy with a big like a rat kind of nose who's supposed to be kind of like a rodent character in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they all kind of look goofy and are goofy. I feel like uh, Flat Top's one's got an actual sense of danger to him. Like, he's kind of... He's, he's he got gives an you that sly yeah. side eye, like, he could take you out. Yeah, he's a little yeah. pointy. He's really he's, cool. He's less round than the other characters. He's very... He's droopy. obtuse, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But he's a he's a good soldier. Yeah, he, he works for Big Boy. He's a, he's a good, uh, good foot soldier. But yeah, there's like 20 bad guys in this movie. They all have just horrible, disfiguring qualities about them. That's, That's great. I insane. love it. <laughs> it's so. It's must so have been much, from the comic strip. It's, you know? it's so the comic strip. And the, speaking of the comic strip, all the bold colors and the suits and the fact that this was kind of a noir feeling, mm-hmm. but not really like not a traditional noir. Like uh, they did a really good job of combining that comic strip and noir in a way that that felt appropriate I yeah thought, it was very car- it was like a cartoon noir because it yeah. definitely has that feeling of the underbelly and the the single light that kind of lightens the dark you know poker table and yeah the blind the vertical blinds with the shadows and stuff a lot of shadow work but it's this. bright red and yeah. yellow and green and yeah it's just uh it reminded me of cool world which I think was after mm, this. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely got. Uh, I that think was we a even bit said, grittier. We even said like a Toontown from from yeah. Blue Frame Roger Rabbit. Because a lot of the scenes, the the backdrops were uh, literally animated, like either watercolor or oil paints, mm-hmm. but they were animated. And yeah. a lot of the transitions I I saw were animated too. It was very like subtle, but it really kind of added that comic booky vibe to it. Right. Yeah. And I felt like it was a, it was like that classic animation. I, I mentioned it the the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons from yeah. the forties. Uh, had the cityscapes looked very much like Metropolis from those nineteen forties cartoons. You had uh, just the the, the kind of shafts of light, the way they would kind of spark up around a building or, you know, it's like almost like spotlights, but not really. Yeah. And then everything kind of neon signs and uh, that stuff was just, yeah, it it really drew me in. It it made me feel nostalgic for something I had no nostalgia for. Like I didn't, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was just this very kind of weird, like made me think of like, like watching a cartoon as a kid. Something on syndication that I didn't actually grow up watching. You know? Yeah, like something that like my parents would have watched. Yeah, it's like nostalgia for like my grandparents' age Just, or something. It's nostalgia kind of for this because you know it as nostalgic. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's it, yeah. nostalgia for nostalgia. It's and then uh, yeah, at the same time, there's no real sense of danger or anything, so you're kind of able to like a kid enjoy something that's right. action packed but not actually scary. Yeah, right. But as a kid, I don't know if my parents would have been super happy with me seeing all of Madonna in oh, this man. movie. I mean, a lot they of kept, Madonna. So 
here's the thing. Okay, there's one scene <laughs> that's kind of racy with a bit of lingerie, but she covers up all but like one nipple for like a few seconds. Mm. But it's it's a sheer negligee. But if that one side of her weren't covered with a champagne <laughs> bottle, it would have been PG thirteen. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Big what if? There. So PG. I'm I'm you know sitting here watching this movie with my parents. I'm like nine, ten years old. Uh, and that's that's a pretty racy scene, and she's also very suggestive mm. uh, in other scenes, even not as you know dressed as as racily. If uh, there's if there's man. one thing Madonna can do, it's be suggestive. And yeah, she is. Just and this would have been at the right height at, of her powers. I was gonna say this would have been like right at the truth or dare kind of stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. she's she's as top of her game. So again, like. It falls into this weird, like, too adult for kids, but mm-hmm. uh, not, uh, uh, you know, uh, adult enough for adults in a way, you know? So I guess it really, it, I guess it did well in the box office, though. It made money, yeah. It, and it won three Oscars. Really? Which is what uh, kind of surprised me more than the what fact did that it, it made money. It won for Best Art Direction, Set Direction. Uh, it won for Best Makeup, and the makeup is really, the it practical is, effect makeup of yeah. these gangsters is awesome and then it won for best original song sooner or later i always get my man from uh, mr steven sondheim wow so I, I bet i wouldn't be surprised if sondheim's got like a uh egot where he, oh yeah where you win the oscar the tony the emmy and the grammy yeah i bet he's won all those he's he's gotta have at least he's a titan he might be multiple egot I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this, um, so, okay, we got to get to the turning point here. So, oh, yes. uh, the, the plot in this, not much plot. They drive around feeding the kid for a while. They fight the mob <laughs> Guys, for a while. Honestly, they feed this kid this a lot. Is, <laughs> the plot is thin. Okay. The plot, it's a the character. plot is basically one. It's a vibe. You know, this movie Trace, is a vibe. Basically. Tracy arrests some bad guys. Bad guys try to get back at Tracy. Back and forth. Back and forth. And then He's trying to arrest them. They have, you know, they're trying to outsmart each other. Exactly. No real major plot other than it's an ongoing battle between really crime is. and yeah. crime fighter. Uh, a big part of the plot also, Al Pacino trying to get these dancers in line at his club. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he is, go, he's choreographing with them on stage, <laughs> in a showing them how to move. Oh, it's man. hilarious. That's one of the best scenes. Where, yeah, he's behind no, them. No, no, it's all wrong. It's all, it's all wrong. wrong. It's all wrong. Do it again. Oh, this guy says it's 2 a.m. I'm trying to open the biggest club in the city. This guy said it. It was great. Um, but yeah, the turning point finally comes. The turning point comes uh, when Dick Tracy's about to head out, supposedly to fight him again. Uh, <laughs> and he says uh, to the kid, I'll see you later. And then, boom. End of disc. When Stop will he spinning. see you later? That's up to Goes you. Goes dark. The viewer. <laughs> and that's it. So it deter- as far as the turning point goes, I think they're like, oh, we gotta f- uh, we got to find a place to uh, flip this disc uh, yeah. here. So I'd give the a turning bit point a low score. A bit abrupt. I'm I do scoring like- the turning points now. Yeah, that's, that's new. good. That's new. Uh, what do you, Two flips out of four, or what, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, a, on a score, one to five flips. <laughs> one to five flips. This gets a two. This it's is a two. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, let's give it a three because at least they tried. They do have a good line to go out on. I like that. Yeah, they do have that good line. But uh, yeah, I think the plot kind of picks up in the second half when you finally get this new mysterious, more mysterious gangster. No face. No face. Literally no face. Guess yeah, guys. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, what he looks like. No face blank, at all. Blank. Uh, which is kind how of the creepiest one. I mean, how does he talk? 
Well, and then they give him a voice like uh, one of the aliens like in Star Wars or yeah, something, this right? This is the way that he talks on a telephone. Exactly. Hello. Yeah. I have no face. It doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. like, you got no mouth, so you have no vocal cords to say anything. There's nothing going on there. But why give him the scaly lizard man voice? I don't know. Uh, out of all voice I choices. Know. I don't know. It was... There's no face character. I don't like him. He and you don't know whose <laughs> side he's on. I don't trust the man with no face. <laughs> I don't trust this guy. I don't know where the voice is coming from. Uh, you know, he at one point he seems to betray Tracer. At one point he seems to betray Big Boy. He's putting both sides against each other. He's meddling. Maybe he's trying to take over. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the end. I'm gonna spoil this right it's now. Big spoils. It's Madonna. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just wearing a no face I'm not mask. Sure why, she was. Uh, was she trying to take over everything? For she herself? wanted. So the point was, she would kill. <laughs> she would get Tracy to kill Big Boy, and then Tracy would then be in cahoots with No Face to run the city because mm. who could oh, take I down see. Dick Tracy? Yeah, do whatever he wants. So that was the point. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. She's in love with the, uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah, Madonna this- has a thing for for Dick, and <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got a thing for someone else. So. Yeah, he's he. Uh, yeah, she plays Breathless Mahoney, um, and she tries every which way but loose to uh, get in Dick Tracy's pants. But he is loyal, yeah. to another. And I think that's going to be my who is that of this episode because oh. we've. I don't think we've done a lady who okay. is that yet. Who is that? So the woman who plays Tess Trueheart. That's a great name. Uh, Tracy's love interest. Tracy's main squeeze, uh, an actress named Glenn Headley. Uh, she actually sadly died two years ago. Uh, oh. She was only 62 years old. She was best known for her role in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, if you ever yeah. saw that uh-huh. classic piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. She was also in Mr. Holland's Opus back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's one of those where she's been in 88 things. And, you know, as as recent as she had a great uh, little spot on this um, HBO miniseries called The Night Of. Oh. Which was a really cool. It had John Turturro and it had uh, Riz Ahmed from uh, who's in a bunch of things. But mm-hmm. that was a great uh, that was a great miniseries. She was in the Circle last year with uh, Tom Hanks, which was based on a Dave Eggers. Oh book. yeah, that's right. Um, oh man, she was in an episode of Parks and Recreation. You know, uh, she's so she was one of those that she would show up on a show. You know, Monk or or Law and Order Special Victims. Unit. Yeah, she was an attorney. She's a great. Who is who is the who is that? person she's she's Should a classic we just one still call it who is that guy is well that, no that's why i'm saying yeah it's not you know? who is that guy it's who's well who's that gal in this case who's but, that gal uh, yeah who okay is, we'll just we'll just go with that then. who's that actor who's that know? gal um if it's a guy we'll say who's that guy if it's a gal it'll be who's that gal there you go i'm fine with that but so charlie who's that gal who's that gal glenn headley glenn we, we salute you glenn thanks so well much. done she's great in this movie she plays uh the loyal uh, girlfriend who wants to be the wife but won't say it. You and know, then and Dick Tracy gives the worst proposal oh boy. ever. Man. This this made me very poor upset. Woman. <laughs> so he had tried in, earlier in the film to say something like, I think he was trying to propose, but I don't know, maybe he was trying to just see if they wanted to live together. Even, yeah, like, it, it was, was like, very a, vague. You, should he we move in together? And, and, he, yeah. and he gave up. And then now the, the end of the movie, it's wrapping up, they're sitting in the diner and He's trying to say the same thing again. And, well, we might as well, I mean, you and me, uh, you know, 
And she just smooth as hell. Uh huh. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> okay, so it's agreed. Yep. And then he gets up because he gets a little call on his radio wristwatch. Crime doesn't sleep. Yep. And <laughs> uh, and he's about to leave. He turns around and he tosses her a jewelry box with a ring in it, and nods and leaves. Yep. And that's his proposal. I mean, come on, Guys, lame. Don't do what Dick Tracy did. Don't <laughs> as far do as, it. As far as that proposal, don't be a dick. Well, it's funny because yeah, he's. Obviously, this fearless uh, man when it comes to shooting people in the streets. But, but he, he's fearful when it comes to loving people in the commitment. sheets. Yeah. Commitment. <laughs> loving in the sheets. Much better than my commitment joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was... Uh, yeah, this was... So what Like what other comic book staples did this have? We talked oh, about the bold coloring, the, the lighting, the, you know, the characters. The corny dialogue. The, what are the, the comic strips? It, had, it had that forced perspective a lot. Oh, that's right. Where something in the foreground and the background would be in focus. So you'd see a wallet on the table and the kid in the back going like to the, the wallet. Like the same size. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was really, really interesting. They which, did that a, a many times. Yeah, which was a, a... I think that was a technique, I want to say, that first came out in Citizen Kane. Like, that was one of the uh-huh, first movies I remember, to I, use. Yeah, yeah. And they would do that, that a lot sounds, in the 40s That 50s. sounds accurate. I'm going to go with that. Let's go with that. I know um, it's in that movie. I don't yeah, know if it was Yeah, and the they first, also had but. those extreme kind of angles. Uh, I want to call them like a Dutch angle, where they, they tilt almost it. like 45 degrees. Uh-huh, yeah. You had a lot of, like, people turning around with the big shadow across the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, like I said, this came out right after Batman. I, I really think that this this was inspired by the success of Batman in '89 because it's an old comic book. You know, you didn't really have comic book movies like you do nowadays. What you, you had Superman in '77 and in that series. Let me just put this out there: What if Tim Burton did a remake? Well, I think Tim Burton maybe. You know, obviously Danny Elfman being on board has a very Tim Burtony vibe. Because it's the same. But what if this? I mean, because if oh, Tim yeah. Burton did this, it would just be a little, a little creepier. I don't know if it'd be as colorful. It would probably be. Just, it would I think probably be colorful be in a colorful. darker way, Maybe. not as bright and vivid. But I think he does a lot. Bright reds and stuff. Yeah. He does well, but yeah. uh, I don't know about yellow as kind of a primary. He color. would probably do a lot with it because of the iconic mm-hmm. outfit. He would probably be able to make that a centerpiece. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, you found out that Tim Burton was like in talks with this movie or something you know um hey tim if you're listening uh let I us would know. <laughs> fully support this reboot but you know what's funny about this is that i feel like so people kind of uh thought oh yeah batman this old comic from like the six you know from the 50s and before even but that's a comic book that had evolved over the decades and had gotten dark in the 80s and and had been contemporary. Dick Tracy was like a strip from the twenties that had never evolved. No, so you're watching something. It was that's not very, very much. Yeah, you're watching very something that very much feels like a serial from the twenties. Um, not a lot of like psychology and depth yeah. of character. <laughs> yeah, no know. inner monologue. Just a child eating for twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, but then this movie, I feel like, maybe kicks off this wave in the nineties of old comic book and old comic strip movies. Um, that makes no sense yeah. if you think about it. Uh, the Phantom, this guy all in purple mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was an old comic book. Uh, the Shadow with Alec Baldwin. What about that one with Ben Stiller? 
what was that where they were all uh, comic book characters, but that oh <laughs> they had like uh, made mystery up for this. men. Yes, mystery. Yeah, men. that was yeah. uh, that was late nineties. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. I don't know if that was. Ever, I think that was a more contemporary comic book at the time. Okay, okay. Uh, that would have been like uh, something on Image, maybe or something like a uh, Hellboy. Okay, so, you know, okay, something like that. But yeah, yeah uh, I'm trying to think of there was you know the Rocketeer. Dude, the Rocketeer. Yeah, oh, that's a great I had, movie, though. I wish that's a great. That's probably the best of the bunch. Yeah. If you had to, if you were kind of grouping them all together, yeah. the Rocketeer to me is genuinely a good movie. Yeah. Um, is that uh, who was in that? Brendan Fraser, I want to say. No, he was. Uh, he he uh, could have. The been main in that. actor was like the, I don't. Some guy I don't really know. Oh. Or or I couldn't tell you his name off the okay. top of my head. It's it like feels, Billy. It's like Billy something. It's, it's that like, kind of movie, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's the very. It's in that same vein, you know mm-hmm. that that old '30s comic book yeah. brought to life. But yeah, it was like they did all that before they were like, oh, maybe we should do like you know a good Spider-Man movie or you know like these actually popular you know comic books. But maybe that was just the '90s, man. You That's know? well, every era has its defining moment, and this one is. If it hasn't been done before, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think Dick Tracy definitely defines what the 90s become. It's a very original piece of film. And Mm. I really like that because I feel like I could watch it over and over again and enjoy it for a different reason. It doesn't feel uh, dated like a lot of movies from the 90s because it is so stylized it's in so, such an earlier yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't suffer from it's all almost, the hair and clothes It's a period piece of a fantasy of a period. Totally. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like... It, it uh, is so exaggerated and over the top that it, it really does kind of look like a cartoon at the time. But great special effects, so many good actors. I mean, we didn't even talk about how like James Caan is in oh, this man. small part. Oh yeah, there's he, so many big personalities involved with this. Yeah, mm. Sondheim, well put, Elfman, Beatty, Madonna, Caan, like all these he, like Pacino, <laughs> Pacino, Hoffman Dustin was Hoffman. huge. Yeah. I mean, all these huge personalities involved in this film. Which so, is probably what got people to go out to see it, but yeah, it's kind of crazy that that movie with that much maybe isn't really uh, thought of. It's still not. It's years later. yeah, you know, it's you, not. You a, it didn't have staying power. I think it has a lot of really good things about it, but as far as a totally cohesive piece, yeah, it's kind of out there. You know, it's not deep. Is what I'm saying. It didn't endure. Yeah, we're we're not gonna get it. I don't think we're gonna get a Dick Tracy reboot. I don't think I would love that though. It would be interesting only um, if Tim Burton's. But I don't know. You know, um, I don't. I don't see it happening. Maybe a video game. I used to play the Dick Tracy Sega Genesis game. What if it was animated? What about like a CGI or a stop motion? Mm Uh, Dick Tracy. Well, what if they do like a real uh, tough one, like how Netflix did, like that, you know, the Daredevil, and uh, you know, those com- comic books in yeah, the I Netflix mean, if they series took it, are, are made popular. it like, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could well no, because it's it because no. I think the original comic strip. He's a pretty tough dude. He's shooting people. He's Tim punching Burton's dudes. Tim good out. at doing things that that do and you, things that don't have Tim a lot Burton of thing. depth. Tim he's, Burton hasn't made good a good at, movie in twenty years. Come on. <laughs> No, I want to see like. Uh, I'm not asking for a Oscar winner. I'm asking for something more entertaining than Dumbo. I think after Dennis Villeneuve, which I didn't does, not enjoy. Uh, I think after Dennis Villeneuve does the new Dune movie, we'll have him get on Dick Tracy and uh, give it his uh, surreal vision. All right, I, I like would that. I would accept that. Not too much. No, just a little bit. Just a bit. Just a touch. Well, we'll see. Um, 
Do you guys like Dick Tracy? I, I, I'm just so curious. Like, do people like it? Because I feel like it's such a. I'd yeah. be interested to hear if our listeners. Care. I would love to know the the first time you saw Dick Tracy and what your <laughs> thoughts were initially, and have you seen it since? And has your thinking yeah. evolved? Have you revisited it? And uh, maybe you should if you haven't. And uh, if nothing else, guys, look for the latest issue of Image Updates. It's the latest in laser discs. Um, if you have issue two from January of 91, I'd be interested. I've only got the December 1990 issue as far as I can tell now. But um, I've got my uh, new release checklist uh, filled out. I hope you guys got your new release checklist filled out. You know, let me know what you need still. Maybe we can do a little uh, trade rooney here. But uh, Well, hey. let me, let me, I want to try something new for our wrap-up. I'm going to just say my favorite quote from the movie and see if we can fade out on that. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start it with the, what I think is going to be really great, okay? Okay. All right. So they're, they've captured Dick Tracy. They're, they've, this is they, not the line yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they've captured Dick Tracy, and they're about to blow up the building that he's in, and uh, they're leaving, and this is what they're chanting. <laughs> 30 seconds no more dick 30, 30 seconds, seconds no, no more dick, dick. 30, 30 seconds, seconds no more dick, more dick.